Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. We got kind of a special episode going today. We've got myself and Jared Bones, just the two of us today, coming at you with an impromptu episode. Jared, how's it going, man? Good. Just a dynamic duo today. Something like that. That or no one else wanted to be on it with yeah, us. But more likely the yeah, latter. Yeah. So we're talking about today. What is spiritual grit? How do you have some spiritual toughness? That is. Uh, and so we're going to start off by telling something we aren't tough about. Jared, what, what do you got, man? Um, I, I, I feel like this wasn't the case before I got married, but once I got married, it was brought to light in my life that when I'm, and you kind of mentioned this before, when I'm sick, things are not going well. Um, <laughs> like, I, I need help. I need somebody to help me. I, 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 I'm not feeling well now. I've got like the, the remnants of like some mm. uh, congestion stuff. And I sat in the, uh, the aisle at Walmart trying to figure out what medicine to buy because I just don't, I just don't know what to do and I need somebody to help me. Oh, yeah. I, I, I am not tough when it comes to not feeling well. I had the stomach bug several weeks ago. And in the midst of that, like you're just, you know, I'm just like, I'm not going to make it through this. This isn't going to go well for me. I, don't, I didn't have very much grit or toughness uh, then. But uh, yeah, I, I think too, back in my skateboarding days, I went down a massive hill face plant and busted my chin open. And that was the retirement for me. That was the end of my extreme sports adventures. Um, but yeah, here we are today. We made it through. So spiritual grit, spiritual toughness this is something um, I think we've been thinking about and just talking about maybe in just personal conversations of what does it look like? Like, how do you have um, some spiritual grit? And I think what we mean by that is really, how do you like persevere spiritually even when times are hard, or how do you persevere spiritually, even when just your walk gets difficult, or you feel stuck or stagnant? And so, Jared, what are your what are your initial thoughts on that? My initial thoughts, man, it's it's one of those where you you want to just tell somebody you just keep showing up, mm-hmm. because the the attitude of like, I feel like one of the prevailing attitudes of 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 our generation or the, the generation below us, maybe is like, if something's not benefiting you immediately, take a break from it. And your spiritual disciplines especially aren't, aren't going to yield a reward in the moment always. Like sometimes I'll finish reading my Bible or finish reading my time, finish spending time with God, and I'm like, I just, I never got that feeling. I never got that like Instagrammable moment where I had my coffee and my journal and my, my Bible out and it's like, is there a difference between like phoning it in? And when I say phoning it in, I mean like checking the box. You did it. I, I read my Bible today and getting out of it. And I think there is a difference between phoning it in that way and like persisting. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes it's, it's like, man, if it's not going to benefit you in the moment, don't do it. But to me, I have to remember the power of just showing up and the power of being consistent. And I remember um, a, a preacher talking about how we understand consistency when it comes to our physical health and we don't always understand consistency when it shows up in our spiritual health yeah. so i know that i you don't work at you know there's a lot of days where you don't feel like working out but you you know you still do yeah and in the same way i can't just go out and go man i feel really there's days i feel really good and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna go for a run today i can't go for a run one time and expect there to be a benefit it's just not gonna happen i can't eat a salad for one meal and then expect things to be different. But once you do that over a long period of time, you start to realize the benefits of those things. Eating that salad when you don't feel like it, going for that run 
on a day that you don't feel 100%. Um, in the same way, I think when we do our spiritual disciplines, not just phoning it in, not just checking the box, but saying, I'm going to sit down for this amount of time. This is what I have today. I'm going to sit down for this amount of time, and I'm going to give that to God. And seeing what he does over the course of six months, a year, a couple of months, like just seeing what God can do with the power of consistency. Mm-hmm. I think back a lot, you know, obviously, you know, my background is in coaching and teaching and uh, love sports and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I just think of like, man, there you, you miss kind of like doing hard things with people like that. That to me is uh, something I can't remember. There's a there's a book out there that talks about the, the power of doing like tough things with people. When you go through uh, something with other people that's very difficult, it kind of bonds you. And uh, I, I believe the reason is that is because God didn't make us to do things alone. And it's easier to persevere under trial or under difficulty with other people. And I know we harp on community all the time here, but truly... I know when I'm at my weakest, and I have a lot of those weak moments, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of alluding to that in one of my messages where I was just having a day where I was like, man, I, I don't know, God, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, like, today, and I definitely don't know about if I'm going to be able to, like, continue walking uh, down the road, and you have those doubts creep in, and, you know, Pastor Eddie kind of talked about it in his message this last Sunday. He's like, you have those dark nights, right, of the, of the soul. He called them dark nights of the soul. And it's like, more than anything, you need the light of Jesus. But also, I need to see that light in other people. And I need other people to remind me uh, of that truth. But one of the verses over the past couple of years that I've just loved is uh, James 1.12. And it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And uh, I think it just speaks, Jared, you know, like the, the trials, whatever they may be. I think we've all been through trials in different seasons and circumstances, but it's like, man, when we stand with God, like there, it's not going to be dark forever. You know what I mean? Like his light will shine through. Breakthrough will come eventually, you know, uh, either here on earth or in heaven ultimately. But like we just have to continue to show up and to lean in. I think lean into our community, but kind of like what you were saying, lean into disciplines too. I, I'd like to ask you, Jared, uh, do you have like a personal example of a time you're like, you know what, it took some spiritual grit to get through that. I mean, you just, you know, you just adopted with, with your wife and added another child to your family. Like, were you, did you need spiritual grit, some toughness, some perseverance in that? Yeah. I mean, the, the first thing I'll say about that, God was so good to us in that, in that time. Um, and still is, but like even one really clear picture of it was that we still owed a significant amount of money and I met with our executive pastor because we were getting ready. We just got the call. There's this baby in another state. We got to go. And I, I met with our executive pastor to kind of say, hey, we're getting ready to leave. These are some things that, that I had on my plate that I need handled. And he just kind of stopped and said, hey, that, and I told him this is what we still owe. And they're going to they're gonna call. And this is what they said they were going to do. And he said, hey, we've adopted. And this was the situation when that happened. And it, it was so helpful to have someone who had already walked through that time. And... And to, to hear the stories of God's goodness that he provided for them with the large amount that they still owed, that it was like, oh, man, it's going to be hard, but we're going to get through it. God's going to be good because I've, I've seen the stories of how God is good before me. Um, and then when those times came, it was still hard. Like when we got the call of like, hey, this is how much money you owed, I still panicked. I still didn't like the amount. I didn't like um, how quick we needed to pay it. And, um, but it was like I could take a breath and know that like, okay, Tom said that this was going to happen. This is, the same thing happened to them. Um, and even though, I, even though I was sad, even though it was like, 
this is scary. We didn't have that, that money in the bank account. Um, we just prayed and we asked God, God, if this is going to happen, it has to be through your faithfulness and through your goodness. Um, and that's such a tangible example of it. But I think sometimes it's hard when it's a relationship that you're like, man, I don't, I don't know how, if I'm going to set this boundary, how it's going to go. I don't know um, if I say yes to serving in this way, if the time is going to be there, if the money is going to show up. Um, but I think what I was reminded of through our adoption is like, if you just say yes, and you just tell God along the way, God, I don't, I don't know how to figure it out, and you, you do what it takes to, to, to be obedient on your end, I think God will take care of things one way or another. Um, but you have to keep saying yes. You have to keep showing up. To a certain extent, there's a power in persistency to just keep showing up that I was kind of alluding to earlier in your disciplines, whatever it is. I think if you know that God is in something, you know he's working, you know, I think, I mean, we've seen it a hundred times, Logan, the tendency is like something crazy happens in your life, something difficult, and you start to pull back on things that you see as like extra. People stop serving, people stop giving, people stop um, encouraging the people around them, and it's like you think that because you have all this going on, you have to kind of tunnel vision. You can't help the people around you. When in reality, I think God gives us those opportunities to be with people, to help people, to, to encourage out, yeah, people. That, that outward focus kind of changes our mind. It changes. And I think God, not that you have to always be outward focused, but I think when you can have a different perspective and share some of those burdens and joys with other people, I mean, we get to share the joy of our adopted um, child with so many people because they chose to be obedient to what God told them to do. Yeah. And we, we can't say that we did it all. So in the same way, I feel like you have to share some of the difficulties and pains because their joy of sharing in like the cost of our child was sharing our, our like inability to pay for it. Yeah. And I think that, that I want to talk about two things. The first being nobody wants to be weak. And I think one of the biggest things that we have to get over as believers is there's going to be times where you're weak and it doesn't even always make sense. Like sometimes you are in a weak spot and it's like, I, I don't know why I feel so weak right now, but it's just realizing that there are times where you're going to be weak. And when you are weak, you need to lean into Christ, admit your weakness. And it helps to share that with other people as well. And kind of a practical example, I think of a time when I had to have kind of some spiritual grit and just continue to lean in. My freshman year of college, and I know that sounds weird, um, but my freshman year of college, you know, you're trying to figure out, that was a difficult year of my life for me because I'm trying to figure out who who am I going to be now? Like, what, what am I going to do in this season? And I wanted to be obedient to Christ, but also, too, my self-esteem was low. My self-confidence was low. My friend group was changing. My social life was not always robust, if you will. And it was like, okay, do I stay the course and do I be obedient and do what I feel God has called me to? Or do I start to compromise? And I'm so glad that I can look back, you know, however many years removed from that. And uh, it's like, wow, God, you, because I leaned into you, you were so faithful to provide for me everything I needed. And in that season, you caused me to lean in. And uh, I'm very thankful for that, you know, and, and I, it does pain me. And I know it pains you, Jared, as well, to see when someone just drops off completely, you know, because I can see then in those stories that Satan has won, that the lies that he's planted have, have kind of taken root. And that's what we don't want for people and what our desire is not to see that, right? That people would overcome the lies of the enemy with the truth of God's word. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned it's, it's humbling 
to admit that you need help. Just to use the same example, um, whenever we found out the full amount that was due for our adopted child, um, I'm sitting on the hospital bed with him, with just my wife, and I, it was equally um, humbling because, like, we don't have the money in the bank account. I had all these other insecurities of, like, I'm, the, I'm the, the sole income provider for our family. And I felt like I had failed as a husband and father to not have the money in the bank. And it was like I failed as a provider. And, and it was like I was like, all right, we're going to post on social media. And I'm like, this is all an indictment on my inability to provide. And other yeah. people hear that and they're like, that, do, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. But that, that was my insecurity coming out. And that's why you need other people. Because so often in your weakness, what you're going through really doesn't make sense. And you need people to say, hey, like, let me remind you what God's word said. Yeah. Hey, Jared, did, did God call you and Tyler to adopt? He did? Okay, then you should do it and you should yeah. be obedient in it. But it's hard to see that in it this is. situation. We get, we get blinders on, you know, and we, we yeah. need God's word to illuminate us. And then we also need people around us. Yeah. Um, what, what would you say is like, if somebody is going through something, cause we've both been in, in seasons with our adoption. Um, we both been in seasons where it's like tough family stuff. Um, what would you tell somebody that like, man, I'm in it right now in, in, I don't know which way to turn. I feel like I'm just going through the motions cause there's a fine line between like, I checked the box, I read my Bible, I showed up to church and like showing up and hoping that good things happen. So what's the one thing I would tell them? Yeah, well, how would you encourage that person, maybe? Oh, man. I, I just go back to, I know we've, we've said it several times, but I'm always amazed when I'm in that season how when you just go to your spiritual disciplines and you spend time with God, how it begins to change your mindset. And I think so often when you're needing grit and you're needing that toughness, you're needing that perseverance, I need to go from an earthly perspective, right? Colossians 3, 1 and 2, set your mind on things of heaven, not on things of earth. I need to set my mind on the things of heaven where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And once I start to view my problems or my trials or my struggles in light of eternity, I remember the hope of heaven and I'm like, hey, ultimately one day, like, I will not be trapped in this sinful body anymore, uh, but I will get to be united with my creator in heaven. So ultimately, I'm going to be okay. And in light of eternity, maybe what I'm going through isn't really that big of a deal, or it becomes a little bit smaller. What, what would you say on top of that? I would say, I mean, one, to find somebody that you can be honest with about what's going on. Because when you're in the middle of it, and it's just you, I mean, maybe this is just me. I don't know that I always see things as accurate as what they really are. And my insecurities start to pop out, and I'll have a situation that happened with family that I make about me. Mm-hmm. And just because I'm going through it doesn't mean that I can't have a hard time with it. Yeah. But I, I don't want a situation that's happening around me mean that I'm going to not be effective or helpful in my life, in my ministry, in my family. So, I mean, there's that verse in Hebrews that says that, that if we're faithful that there will be a harvest in its time. And you can't control um, when the harvest comes. You can't control the situation that happens around you. You can't control family. You can't, there's so many things that are out of control that what we can control is our ability to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to mean you just you don't feel it. And that's a really hard reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you can find someone that you can be honest with, 
whether whether that's like someone that's a little older than you that maybe has some perspective on reality. I love to go talk to somebody because we're both in it with young kids right now, just with family, and and it's like you got to go talk to somebody that that has been past been that. It, yeah, they, they go, man, it goes fast. They just kind of laugh at you. you got it, yeah. They yeah. kind of laugh at you because it's like you feel like you're you're drowning. There's like a a comedian that says like having kids is like you're 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 drowning, and somebody throws you another child, <laughs> and that's a, that's what having a kid feels like. But you have to kind of know they're like that's just kind of what it feels like, mm-hmm. and feelings aren't reality. Yeah. So I don't want to let my feelings depict my faithfulness. So if I can be faithful in a hard season, meaning I'm going to show up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to depict my own priorities based on what God and my community, my wife, my, my friends, um, th- that wise counsel tells me is, is wise to do. Um, I'm not just going to choose that for myself because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bend towards my own priorities and my own. I want people around me to say, yeah, this is something that we need to focus on right now. Yeah, that, that's good. And I think about it. I've been teaching my daughter, Nova. We, we're just dads. So we're just out here talking Dad, dad stuff. Sorry, sorry for all the young adult listeners. Um, but I, I've been teaching Nova. I'm like, hey, joy is not just in your circumstances. Joy is despite what you have going on. You're remembering who you are in Christ and what he's done. And we got to have joy in those situations. But what's beautiful about the trials, I think, now, and, uh, you know, as we have gotten a little bit older, I've been through some of those hard seasons. There's some times where I needed to persevere. It becomes, scripture becomes so true in that when you endure that, and like as you go through the trial, you begin to be thankful for it, even while it's going on, even in the midst of it, because you know that spiritual growth is happening that wouldn't come if you were just in a place of comfort. So sometimes, I don't want to say I look forward to the times where I need some toughness and some perseverance, but I, I have learned to be thankful in them, knowing that hey, God, you're going to use this. Like, this will not be wasted. I can either go through this hard time without you, God, and it's completely wasted, or I can go through this hard time with you, and you will use it. And uh, I just want to give one example of when I've seen just this spiritual perseverance on display. Uh, my my brother-in-law, I actually never met him. He passed away when he was 19. Uh, and uh, I hear the story of the night that they found out he had passed away and what my father-in-law's reaction was. And so my father-in-law, Jeff, they get to knock on the door, and they're told that their son has uh, passed away. My mother-in-law and father-in-law hear that. And Jeff, uh, my father-in-law, said to my mother-in-law, hey, we are not going to let this tear our family apart. And for me, I'm like, what a reaction. You don't say that without the Holy Spirit working in your heart. You know what I mean? To be able to, in that situation, say, hey, we're not going to let this tear our family apart. We will honor God through what's happening. And I was like, wow, that is spiritual toughness. You can't explain it. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding, but it comes from the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and our minds. Yeah, that, man, that is, that is so hard to fathom how in the moment you can, you can be faithful. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not that you're not understanding of the reality that is there, but you have a power that comes from the Holy Spirit as you lean into him. And so I, I think our desire in this episode or why we even wanted to talk about this is our biggest thing is we just want to encourage you to keep going. You know, I think Paul so understood this. He's like, keep going, keep fighting, run the race. And when you finish, like the, the prize is going to be great, you know, and, and it is worth it. Yeah, I think about the two things that Paul said about working out your salvation, and that's like, is it is it that you're not working for your salvation? It's growing inside of you. What what God is doing is growing and changing and changing your who you are. And 
the, the verse in James that says, consider it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. How no, do you consider you. it joy? You, I don't think you can practically see a bad situation and go, wow, I, I'm, this is for my good. But I think you can look at it and go... Because that's countercultural, right? When I say com- no thank you, it's like just joking, right? I, yeah. I, I really do know that that's true, but that's countercultural. But I think you can only do that if you have an, a perspective that is starting to change towards what God's perspective is. And you only have that when you're grounded in God's word, when you're walking by the spirit, when there's people around you that help you remember and remind you, hey, this, this is God's goal. God's goal is not the, the world's goal. It's not the earth's goal. Um, he has a different, a different economy than we have. So difficult things are going to happen. And like you said, we can either glorify God through them or we can just kind of try to minimize those pains. Yeah. And that's our encouragement. And just to wrap it up, it's because of what Christ has done on the cross, because God sent his son, we, because we have the Holy Spirit living in us, teaching us, guiding us, showing us the way, we can continue to remain steadfast and, uh, and immovable because of what God has done. And uh, that's a piece I think we all, we all need and uh, all need to remember. But, hey, uh, we're, we're just thankful you all joined us. We hope uh, if you're listening, you share this uh, with your friends and uh, make sure you've subscribed. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Open Mic.